I was thinking of writing a book called Conversations with Myself. <laughs> Those are always entertaining. <laughs> At least for me. <laughs> no, there was, like Virginia Woolf used to hear what she used Hear voices, I want to say, like she would be in the bathtub, like the characters. Maybe she was. I'm thinking maybe she was just working out like characters in a book or something like that. But maybe she was hearing schizophrenic or something. She had, she had mental problems. That's a brave little old girl you got there. <laughs> um, depression, um, suicidal. Even though I think things were going pretty well. I think she and Leonard Wolf had the publishing They started their own publishing house, basically. Hey, Terry, how are you? And she apparently went and drowned herself um, in a music kind of like a but now that I'm thinking about it, it sounds kind of like foul play, doesn't it? I think she had made some other suicide attempt, maybe. So she was maybe just a depressive, very depressive sort of person like Amy Whitehouse. She, she got pretty bummed out, man. I think the subject matter of her music didn't help. <laughs> You know, have to relive those emotions every time you're singing, you're performing, and she was, you know, performing a lot, so that takes a lot of, it was very dark. Pretty dark scene. Although it's, it's kind of funny, I find her kind of like a stand-up comedian and a singer. You know? I think she's hilarious, man. She's all fuck it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I lost the... Couldn't find the cover, yeah, so... I think there's... Um, I think I found it up there. Uh, I didn't know she had deteriorated in a concert like that. That's like, and people were liking yeah, it. Yeah, at the end. They were loving it because they knew that she was high on that Because she had a party animal, but it was it but was really affecting her voice, and she knew that. So that was another thing that was. You know, when you when you're really drunk, you lose your voice, maybe. Or, uh, uh, but no, it was the crack. She went off to. Hotels with this, this uh, dude started seeing this new guy, and they would go <laughs> off and, and do a lot of crack and like cut themselves and shit. And there are these pictures, these horrific pictures of them like coming out of this coming out of this hotel. They're covered in they're covered in cuts. Wow. 
Why are they cutting this thing? Like it's that part of the... Right? Yeah. Part of the hive? Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating how the crowd didn't boo her. They were just, you know, getting up with it and enjoying <laughs> it. Because that's like, you know, professionals should never lower themselves to that level. Like deteriorating and voicing trash. Well, the, she probably knew that her voice, she had lost a lot of her voice, and maybe she was feeling. Who, who knows? Um, I think she had some, maybe some. Hello. I was gonna say feelings of self worth. But she had a, she was pretty, um. She was pretty. Fuck, what the hell is that? Can I come in see you? It's the Looks like Just watch. Chicken legs. Looked at the chicken leg. Yeah. Yeah, there's a broad that came in. Yeah. Empty the place. Sound good? Yeah. Been watching movies. Yourself. Oh, they're so lucky the cops are here. The cops shouldn't be shooting indiscriminately like that. What are they doing? Asian guy. Look at those. Look at those. Look at those drapes. Hippie. That's the whorehouse. Yeah. <laughs> You're familiar with the original Star Trek, right? Yep. Well, an interesting phenomenon. And that's, it's, I guess it's the sign of the times, you know, the reflection of what's happening. But about eight or ten years ago, uh, 
they made a new Star Trek movie that featured uh, a guy that looked like William Shatner when he was about 20, uh-huh. and a guy that looked like Spock when he was 20. Uh-huh. You know, about the same age, and they look just like them, but like young kids, you know? Right, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm there watching the movie, you know, how they how they went to the academy together. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know what happened here. Yeah, it's tripped out. You know what? No, what? The movie, the, the way it's written and the way it's laid out and everything. Spock and Kirk. When they were at the Academy, would love them. No shit. They hooked up. Oh, sorry, baby. And then, when you know, when you have that information, and you see all the other Star Treks, it just makes sense how Spock wow. is. So they, uh, they were gay. And shortly after that, Leonard Nimoy died. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man. It's like... Uh, couldn't handle it, I guess. I couldn't believe it. Right in front of my I guess that I hadn't seen that, but I guess that's what I guess. That's that was really. Um, I uh. It was really cool the way they connected it with the old Star Trek. Because they connected it perfectly. Wow. Do you think? Do you think they did it? Out of spite to Leonard Nimoy? No, they did it for money. <laughs> to make money yeah. and to get people interested. Compromise in a great actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? They don't give a shit. See, when you see the original Star Trek. They're fucking bug- I mean, like, I like the style, but the color is fucking awful. Number 27 down the hall. Thank you. It's so weird because when you see the original Star Trek, you don't put, no, just said he you, know, you don't the think that Spock is gay and that Kirk is you don't, you don't think about that. But then when you see this movie, mm-hmm. it like it does something to your mind. That <laughs> 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 makes the old Star Trek. Oh, that's why Spock was like that. That's why he was. That's why he didn't have anything oh, to do yeah. with women. Know, and all this, and uh, he was always at Kirk's side, and they were sacrificing you know, for themselves, and all that. It's just the unspoken camaraderie is really just. Just You know, and the really got. <laughs> every time, every time Kirk some beautiful uh, alien woman, Spock would go really got. What's so long? Take it from me. It's a gathering of love and together and love grows such a peace. I just wanna be your everything. Open up your heart and let me do things you want to me. And 
something because I learned how to go that high and I learned that with my voice it's got to be low volume. I think that's how they make it work. They look like they're giving off a lot of volume. But Mm-hmm. 
Started the whole world <coughs> right here. <coughs> oh, if I only see a season line, I started the whole which started the whole world <coughs> right here. Oh, if I only see a season line, I started the whole. Right, let's go and see what's going on with Trump going to jail, man. Um, three hours ago, Trump personally insults judge after he loses case seconds ago. <laughs> Audible is the best Sounds place good. to listen for everyone. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Aridstone. And keep it working, talk to on the Red Chester Show. Donnie has just gone ahead and did it again, making an absolute fool of himself, yes, but it's not just that, because in so doing, 
he's also insulted in a very personal, very direct way many of the people predisposed to liking him because he just took a massive legal defeat and rather than taking that defeat in stride and recognizing that he never had an argument to begin with he is instead lashing out at judges and at everybody and the next move that he's making is absolutely going to backfire because one it won't work and two in personally insulting <laughs> judges that have that role in that decision he will screw himself on all the other cases that may well end up in the in front of them in due course it's a master class in how to fail i want to show you a couple clips that set the stage and then we'll get to it trump's nowhere um he doesn't say a word about it um and even this, this is a guy who's encouraged violence against journalists and all sorts of other people i guess i've given up on him but i had you know i would have expected better from other republicans and we're not seeing it with respect to garland i don't think that michael and i are actually disagreeing i'm just saying descriptively garland is a person who i think isn't you know bloodthirsty and trying to be the first attorney general to indict a former president we can argue about whether it's good or bad i happen to think that that's a good disposition for a prosecutor because it's going to ensure that every i is dotted and every t crossed and in a prosecution like this there isn't any room for mistakes but you know i don't think we're disagreeing on our bottom line which is this is a prosecution that has to happen me because i think the moralago one is one in which the evidence is just overwhelming and the signal sent to the national security establishment by not doing it is just devastating and be the signal sent to the to the entire united states the justice department every day is locking up ordinary americans for minor crimes how do you do that and put people in jail for that and not go after Donald Trump. So, I agree with Michael, it's got to be done. CNBC legal analyst, former US attorney in Michigan and law professor at the University of Michigan Law School. Welcome my friend, let's get into this. Donald Trump, uh, well let's say he's been known to use various tactics to delay legal proceedings. In terms of this subpoena, what are his legal options? Is there any way he can avoid appearing for the committee? Well, first number 1, I'm sure he will delay because this committee could cease to be in existence as of January. The midterm elections of course could change uh the the party in power and if Republicans control the party, no doubt they will disband the committee and he can run out the clock. Uh that is a scenario that is actually fairly likely depending on how the elections turn out. Even if Democrats retain power, I think it is likely he will engage in a protracted delay. by asserting executive privilege. There are certainly some matters that are covered by executive privilege, uh but it is one that can be outweighed when there is a stronger natural national interest because it is one that belongs to the office of the presidency, not the individual who occupies the office. So, I think if the committee stays intact and if they persist long enough, they could push him to get the judge to tell his testimony. Then of course, uh if he continues to defy, it requires someone to enforce it and we'll see whether the justice department is up to that. But bottom line, when you talk about executive privilege, so he could claim this, but merely as a delay tactic. I mean, is it your supposition that at some point they would say does not apply in this case? I think so. There has already been a judge make a finding when it comes to the presidential records uh that the White House tried to block from being turned over from the National Archives that is relying on the precedent of the United States versus Nixon that when there is a strong enough national interest 
it can outweigh executive privilege because it is simply a qualified privilege. Of course, the Nixon case was the one that said the case had to be turned over because of the investigation. It was a criminal investigation and not a congressional one. But this uh, decision relating to the uh, documents was part of the January 6th case. So I think along the same lines, eventually, executive privilege would yield here. So some news just coming into us from the Supreme Court, where former President Trump is now asking the justices to block a House committee from getting his tax records. He basically says the committee doesn't have a good enough reason to try to get their hands on them. I want to bring in NBC's Saha Kapoor on Capitol Hill. This is kind of the well, it is, Saha Hill. This is going to be the last stop in this long-running fight between Donald Trump and the House Ways and Means Committee. It's not like there's another court they can go to after the Supreme Court, Saha that's right, Hallie. This is a years-long legal saga, and the Supreme Court uh, is the last entity that gets to decide whether Donald Trump has to release uh, his tax returns to the House Committee or whether he can block them. Now, let's rewind to 2016 to explain how this all began. Donald Trump, of course, became the first president that cycle since Gerald Ford not to voluntarily release his tax returns uh, in the course of a campaign. Democrats were aghast at that, and then when they took control of the House of Representatives, they decided to use a law that dates back to 1924 that enables the chair chairman of the tax writing committee, that is the Ways and Means Committee, uh, to compel the release of a person's tax returns if they could argue that there was a valid legislative purpose for doing so. What Donald Trump's team argues in the filing today with the Supreme Court after uh, he has lost uh, in, in the lower courts is that the committee does not have a valid legislative purpose. Let's put up a snippet of that statement uh, on the screen. They argue that the committee's purpose in requesting President Trump's tax returns has nothing to do with funding or staffing issues at the IRS and everything to do with releasing the president's tax information to the public. Now, the Ways and Means Committee argues that there is a program in law that subjects a, a president's tax returns to mandatory IRS review, and their legislative purpose, they're stating, is to make sure that Donald Trump's determination to conceal his tax returns is not uh, imposing a heavy hand and kind of short-circuiting that process. So, so the first one there really notes how Donald Trump is an absolute mess right now, how he is silent at best, and when he has been speaking, he's sort of been trying to both sides the issue on what... the husband of the speaker he actually to be fair to trump his remarks haven't even been the worst yeah i love reminding people that it's not the role of the media to endorse candidates are you looking for analysis of the midterm election based on actual facts and policies well take a look at this our team of editors prepare this special 100 page magazine 
which gives you a fact-based summary of the critical issues like taxes, inflation, healthcare, immigration, the Second Amendment, China, and so many others. It gives you a phenomenal breakdown of which the Senate... Like, and uh, but he's part of a broader movement that's Chinese either using or excusing or contextualizing political violence to serve their ends. And it's just one of the reasons this man needs to be held accountable. Because he's not just theoretically dangerous, he's dangerous in the here and now. And then that second part is critical because it sets the stage a little bit for all of the arguments and the ones that follow later on in the video in our, in our, in our next discussion is how Donald Trump continues to lose on this idea that one, he still has executive privilege. He's still pretending that he's president. And two, that that privilege, even if he still has it, effectively makes him a king. And he doesn't have it anymore, and it doesn't make you a king even when you do have it. And so you still have to ultimately submit to the rules of the courts in some cases and Congress in others. And that's where the loss comes in. Because remember, a couple days ago, he was finally defeated at the highest appeals court in the land. And they basically said, yes, you have to give your taxes to Congress. Congress has requested them with a valid reason. It doesn't matter that you used to be president. interest free payments. Plus, if you call now, we'll add a portable charging dock, and your shipping is absolutely free. The nano hearing aids come with outstanding lifetime customer support and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Supplies are limited, so you must act now. Call 1-800-422-1766. That's 1-800-422-1766. We all have heroes in our lives. Someone who turns
stories about other what do you know and gifts of themselves to help others who can't always help themselves. Those are truly or even if you were still president, you have to hand over those documents right now. They have a valid reason for them. And he's going apparently all the way to the Supreme Court to try and challenge this. And that's where the danger comes in. Because the argument he's making is an insulting one. It's insulting in a legal sense, but because we're dealing with people on an individual basis, and because Donald Trump has established relationships with many of these people, three of them on the court, apparently, you know, he had you know, meetings with Jim Thomas, the wife of Jim Thomas, and she I'm saying that he's succeeding. You know, directly or indirectly, and Donald Trump's coup attempt, we don't know 100%, but a lot of people think that. He's got personal ties to a lot of people and they should therefore be uh, disqualified from public office under the 14th Amendment, Section 3, man. Like, read the Constitution. <laughs> it's a setup. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, the corporate Democrats. They didn't lead the charge. Trump didn't lead the charge. That's exactly what these people thought. But the truth is, agent provocateur can be created by a condition called insulin resistance. Once you have insulin resistance, fat becomes trapped. And the argument he's making in front of in front of them is insulting. And guys, remember what Joyce Vance and many others have said, and, and, and other people that we've quoted on this show, that Donald Trump and all of these things he's doing, not just doing them, but how he's doing them, is absolutely setting himself up for failure later on, because you're pissing off judges by wasting their time, whether it's pissing off the special master, or whether it's the actions of his crony Judge Cannon absolutely hurting him. Right now, he's doing that. He's going to the Supreme Court with BS. It says here, don't. That's G O L O dot com. Go lose weight. Go look great. Go love life. GoLo.com. Go low. Let's see. Yeah, let's let's go through the courtyards. Courtyards. I'm kind of check on the um, bird. What should we um? What should we listen to? How about some? Now what? What's wrong? Great. What's wrong? I can tell that. Yeah. Oh, God, Donna. We're stuck out here in the middle of 
turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. You know what did it? Well, it ain't a coyote, that's a saint. Your girl's all right? Oh, yeah. Nothing like a quiet week in McClinton. Most fair. <clears throat> all right, now let's push that again. Think fast. Thirsty. Thirsty.
Welcome universe. That was great, Trista. Just put it on with Pete. I think my ducks and my geese liked it. One more time.
demand for virtual speakers is huge right now. Thousands of event planners have had to pivot away from doing live in-person events and instead started doing virtual events. And what that means is there's become hmm. a real need and a real demand in the marketplace. Sleepy, sleepy. Oh, great. So, so we're doing an hour just to this debut. <laughs> Thank you.
Lemmings on TV. <laughs> Just a sunset. <laughs> Thank you. 
Trista Sons edible. <laughs> did you did you know that's bad marriage? You don't have any any of your birds out here escaped though. Why? I don't know, it sounded like maybe one was in a tree or something. I it screamed when I went out to the courtyard. When? Mm, I don't know, about 20 minutes ago. Oh really? Yeah, something was screaming out here, and I went to the courtyard and stopped screaming. Holy crap. Um. Yeah, I need someone, Anthony, to help me um, secure that motherfucker. I'm going to be very tenacious about giving up their, giving up their little find here, you know. A I need, we need another cage <laughs> for them. I, I just asked him, I think. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, my name is Carl. That's uh, Lemons on TV. I think I will take you this as well. How do I share? Oh. That's how you loop it. It's kind of trippy. I, li I like it. I think it's, uh, I think it's innovative band, matey. You know? You know, it kind of reminds me of like Princess Leia or, um, you know, how they 
people appeared in uh, um, Star Trek, you know, that kind of like, what is that, like a projection of that person, a hologram or something of that person, but anyway, yeah, there you go, bad man. Who might as well pre um scram uh this is something that I should do on my move that my Production unit. Can we give yeah. them baths, you think? Huh? Can we give them baths? The dogs? You can give them baths. Don't touch me, bitch. Well, where can I bathe them? Uh, you know, our, our bath stands a little bit. I believe there's a pretty pool. Water's too cold, probably now. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're waiting for Marty to come and help us make a pig pen that will contain him. Um, Cause yeah, water can also. Yeah, I haven't seen the pig in a long time. Uh, keeps himself scarce. <laughs> Sometimes I haven't seen him. Porky Park. Pulled Porky. Ha 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 ha. Um, yeah, we should keep them contained. I'm not blasting through my courtyard. Okay. Oh yeah, um, I want to bring down a pig pen down, down here. You do? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And you be happy about that? <laughs> yeah. But he also likes it like in front of my window. Uh, you know, he's <coughs> if he would fix that freaking gate, like, that's a big deal, man. Yeah, so it slams back? Yeah. After it's open? The spring. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a priority. Yeah, I saw that they were, the birds were like getting higher than usual. The 
then we take it higher. <laughs> we gotta rock on to Electric Avenue, and then we'll take it higher. We gotta rock on. Oh, let's hear it. No, I'm asking Anthony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those were pretty freaking yeah, great. Yeah, you really huh? like that, huh? Yeah, those were good. I had, <laughs> like one day I had, one, once I had like four or five in one sitting. Four or five in one in sitting? In one sitting, wow. yeah. Wow, yeah, you just can't. That's why I don't want to even try. Uh, I don't want to start. Because it's, uh, it's viciously addictive. But actually, it's good for your metabolism to kind of like splurge one day, day week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. If, it's, if it's organic, but I don't know. I, I mean, I would eat one, but yeah, I don't like, trust it any further than that. I mean, my mom says it went down okay on her. So it can't be that bad quality. That was in the four hour work house. You know that thing? Pretty important book. Hey, knock it off. I'm gonna mess up my puppy's nice outfit. Hey! What the hell are you guys doing? What the hell are you doing? Yeah, but then we can like hang out here and watch things. Kill them. If this were raised, you know, it'd be a really nice place to sleep too. You could, you could literally watch the sunrise. It's a perfect place to have like a raised hmm. platform that you can sleep on and save some pictures. I'm thinking that, you know, like a big, a big cage in the aviary, okay, mm -hmm. that goes outside my window, so I can literally, they're right outside my window. You're going to have to build that, you're going to have, they're going to have to be inside of wire, maybe this huge enclosure with wire, and they can't get in, it's the only way. You don't want to kill the well, bobcat. I, I don't want to kill them either. It's a 
just not the. No, it's hard. But they've gotten quite like used to this, this growery here. Yeah, <laughs> they're really killing, snuffing them out of pretty much as fast as I can reproduce <laughs> replacements, <laughs> get replacements. But no, um. Yeah, that that whole area. I wish it were. Uh, I want to really enclose it and make it. Fucking, I'm even thinking like something like chain link fence, you know, or something, and I can close a gate at night, and you know nothing can. And and it's covered from overheads because the the falcons are getting really ballsy too. I see them quite a lot. Yeah. Trying to get my birds. They're also hunting the morning doves because sure. there's so many morning doves that hang around there. There's so lot, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them like chasing a morning dove around in up here. <laughs> yeah. Dance of life. And where's the camera? Get where's the fuck? There was two there on the. Uh, Dryers, but the dryer no, I want to know what's going on in that courtyard at night. In fact, yeah, I want to turn it into like a TV cha station channel. Actually, no, I'm. So we need to. I need a cage to put them in, especially at night, and then that whole, you know, a whole area where they can safely walk at night. I mean, in the daytime. They have to have, they can't just like live in a fucking crate. They need the earth. They need like dust baths and, you know, yeah. so they make sunlight on their feathers, you know, <laughs> little sunbathing and, uh, you know, scratching around and fucking moving the dust through all your feathers. <laughs> I think it shakes free, like the oil. I noticed like a bird that, like a cockatoo that a friend had. It's, its feathers were very oily. It had this like oil in it. Mm. So I think the um, dusting helps keep the, you know, like greasiness or something. Mm. I don't know. No. No, I heard it it helps get the insects out of there. The dust helps keep or yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking of moving my ducks and Geese over to the other end, and or or no, maybe just like better enclosing this this area so that nothing can get in at night.
Uh, and even if it's like fucking chain link fence or something, so be it, you know. <laughs> I'm willing so that I can have peace of mind about their safety. Shit. <laughs> well, oh, can I get, What, uh, are you, so you're not going downtown tonight, then bandmates, are you? Probably not. I think they're petered out from uh, partying Friday and Saturday, not only petered out physically, but the money, too, because, because, uh, on a Halloween, it's like from 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's happening, Yeah. That's really what? Um, the money. That's the word feathers. Not so much the souls feathers. Yeah. We're gonna give this um, hot tub to Marty, and then we're gonna put a another cabin right there. I think. Here, I think I could come next week, maybe next Monday. You have all the screws and pallets already. Um, That's a couple, several thousand dollar hot tub for my friends. I think that's a nice present, isn't it? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Gotta be like this. Falling out of here, I guess where it was. Yeah, it's definitely gonna fall out there right away. That's an interesting idea. And that's a deal, my dear. Right. I'll check on my mom. Okay. Um. What's for dinner? <laughs> Move it, guys. It's going up. Yeah. Good job. Little garlic in it. Thank you. Or if you have any peas or anything too, that'd be great. If you have any peas or anything, uh, 
He is a, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> what, do you have something against peas? Uh, no, I just don't buy them. <laughs> so, can I make some rice? Yeah, sure. Hmm, I have an idea.
Welcome universe. That was great, Trista. <laughs> Just put it on with Pete. That's where the liquid is coming in. I think my ducks and my geese liked it. One more time. You've got to pick up a vest
I remember once bandmates who said, what are you doing making a masterpiece? Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. So I see it like in terms of layers. Showing results for Trista and the Edibles Lust for Life Iggy Pop.
Electrical banana. <laughs> <laughs>